1 Corinthians 1, 18-31 For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the, the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Mm -hmm. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, mm. righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jennifer, you just read like one of my absolute favorite passages in the Bible. Oh, awesome. Uh, at, well, at I'm glad I could life. do that for you. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> Maybe you. I should let you read it, but yes. No, no, no. It's great. It's great to, okay. to hear it. Cool. Um, man, this is such a fascinating passage. <laughs> right. Um, where's the one who's wise? Where's the scribe? Uh -huh. you know, has not has God has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Yeah. I think specifically Verses 22 and 23, Jews demand signs, Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews mm -hmm. and folly to Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. I, I love that All so All glory much. to God. All yeah. glory to God. Yeah. And, and um, I've actually used this verse a lot lately, just in my own mind and in conversations with uh you know, really close friends of mine who I love, who are, you know, sort of deconstructing or, or just straight mm -hmm. up don't believe um, mm -hmm. in uh, Jesus. And, you know, I, I think that this is really helpful because I doubt and deconstruction and that sort of thing is such a, a big part of my story. Mm -hmm. And one of the nuggets that's hidden right here is that the you know Jews demand signs like the the religious who who when we're expecting these signs and wonders mm -hmm. that are kind of like on our contract of like okay God if I can just see X and Y and Z <laughs> then I could believe I'll be satisfied yeah. yeah or for those of us who just need it to all make sense to have all the questions erased and, and you know explain it all down to you know the decimal right and then we'll be in. This is an interesting moment of scripture where it says, all right, let me just kill that hope for you. Yeah. Because part of following Christ is coming to the end of your demands and your expectations. Yes. And, and um, you know, obviously that's not to say that God doesn't provide signs and, you know, provide reason and logic sure. for us to get our hands on. 
but the cross of Christ defies our expectations. And, and for, you know, people who have kind of been, you know, misled or disillusioned by, you know, church backgrounds where, mm-hmm. you know, religious leaders are trying to just make it all make sense and like get people to like drink the Kool-Aid and jump in. Right. Um, it, it It's just really complicated. So what are your thoughts yeah. on this passage? And well, I'd say, I just want to start by saying like what good news this is, even yeah. though it like seems so like what, <laughs> but it's such good news because again, um, who we are as human beings, um, who are what the kind of culture that we live in. I mean, this is the prevailing narrative that wisdom in the, is this intellectual knowledge that can be leveraged like for our gain, for our influence, for power. And I think like one of the things God is saying in this is that like this is actually good news for me to get the glory and for my mm. um, folly to upend your wisdom, to like free you from this. Um, you know, I mean, like you we're talking about deconstruction. I mean, it seems like you've, you seem, it feels so mm-hmm. smart and right to question and to notice how people aren't living out their faith and how, you know, like what about how they've been hurt and yeah. these kinds of injustices. I mean, like it feels very good to recognize injustice. And so, and God hates injustice. But the question is like, what do you do next? Yeah. Is your heart Godward? And you want to understand truth and you want to see his way, which is very surprising as what is what this passage is unpacking. Um, Or are you still kind of caught up in your ability to understand and to see it rightly, which is really just it's like a smokescreen, like hiding that we still just ultimately care about ourselves. And like this is like self identity building. This isn't about like anything in service of truth. This is about me serving myself, yeah, and knowing and feeling confident that I understand something and that my wisdom has, like, you know, I mean, it just it makes you feel like God, honestly. Yeah. It's a very godlike, like self thing. Yeah. So, I think it's really good to be like, this is good news. Yeah. This is really good news. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, I do want to, in case I, you know, accidentally miscommunicated something I didn't mean, in First Corinthians two, which we're going to get to in a couple of days. Um, you know, Paul says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom and, and begins to dive into that. So this is not like devaluing wisdom that's and right. reason. But yeah, to your point, it's like, but this is biblical wisdom. And that's not yep. the same. It starts with yep. information. It starts with thinking. But biblical wisdom is rooted in a fear of the Lord. So it's like that yeah. whole like where I recognize like how awesome God is and how yeah. sinful I am. And yet I also recognize that he's rich in yep. mercy and he's yep. so good. And, and I'm drawn into that. And so mm-hmm. I have a very Godward focus in my wanting to apply biblical wisdom. So yeah, yeah God values wisdom, but it's like a yeah. certain kind. And, and yeah, it's still, even that biblical wisdom, it still defies the wisdom of the world. Yeah, right. And, and you know, verses uh, 26 and onward in this chapter, he he really brings it back down to earth, lest it, it gets like too heady and, and confusing. He says, mm-hmm. consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful or of noble birth. That God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And to your point, the reason that this is really good news, that God, the gospel is not just for the religious ardent people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are seeking signs and wonders. 
it is not just for the intellectual navel gazers who seek wisdom. Mm -hmm. The reason that that is good news is that the the gospel of Christ is far more simple than any of these things and that it reaches down to simple broken people. And through that, God actually reverses and puts to shame the wisdom and the social orders, the meritocracy, the everything of the world. Right. And and so this isn't just meant to like confound us and confuse us, but it's because the gospel is not, you know, it it is not the fruit of being religiously devout. It is not the fruit of being philosophically genius. It is the fruit of coming to the end of yourself and realizing that the testimony of Christ is true. The spirit right. of God is active. And, and therefore, even if we just understand like a mustard seed size yeah. amount yeah. of it, that is enough to be counted righteous. In right. The eyes of God. It takes all the pressure off of us. Yes. What is left for us to do? Only believe in Christ. And that's why it was such a scandal to the Jews, because, again, they were, you know, they pursued the law of righteousness but again they were looking to their own efforts and like you just like you pointed out for us about this kind of like religiosity of like this is all about something that we do like again it takes that takes you right out of that but it was a scandal to them and that like what i mean this is everything we've ever known and yet that was all being uh taught to them to lead them to the place of recognizing how desperately they needed someone to keep this law of righteousness Amen. on their behalf and to um, and pay the price of their failing so greatly. So that's the scandal to the Jews. And then the foolishness to the Gentiles, like you said, this kind of like they valued, you know, the intellect and the mind and like figuring out, like really elevating, you know, human mm-hmm. um, ability or whatever. But again, so it seems like foolish. Like what? All you have to do is believe like Jesus did it all. Like that seems foolish. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's the truth. So it's like, no matter where you fall off the path, whether or not you're just like, I got to try harder, do better, or I got to figure this out. Um, it's all on me. You know, whatever you're looking to, God yeah. just like relieves all that. But I think the next section is so cool in that he kind of highlights, he asks these really, I mean, these are some great questions to like sit in um, to think about like how he did it that he mm. did it through weakness. And I think mm. like in our world and our culture, like that's not a word we ever like to um, <laughs> <laughs> think. In fact, it feels even a little weird to be like God's weakness. Like, yeah. What? But yeah. yeah, Jesus became human and not just human. He became a baby and not just a baby, a fetus, like yeah. literally the most vulnerable, yeah, weak, like, yeah. Like person in the, you know in the world yeah. like that he needed us to take care of him in order to survive that's how the lengths that he was willing to go and yet that seems the ultimate in weakness and he was just getting started because then everything started, yeah. he did after that was just going into a weaker weaker place of setting aside his power to the point where he let people make up lies about him he let them uh, you know, convict him in a kangaroo court. He let them crucify yeah. him a yeah. criminal's death. Yeah. Um, so he went all the way to the point of death. I mean, there's just no lower that you can go. And yet that is the way yeah. that he saved us. So again, weakness, my own vulnerability and willingness to die yeah. is where the, it's the power of the cross. Yeah. And there's also a great, you know, just word of guidance towards us as disciple makers and, and, you know, going out into the world, 
we are not going to win the world through doing these huge events right. with smoke and mirrors and, and right. you know, all the signs and wonders that we yeah. can make happen. Right. Or getting power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that, that yeah. is not going to win the world mm -hmm. because Jesus is a stumbling block to those who, who are seeking signs yeah. and, and yeah. the religious And seeking fervent. influence and yeah. seeking power. He, he upends yeah. our religious instincts. Yes. And also we are not going to go out and, and our secular we can make yeah. as many God's not dead movies as we want, but we're not going to, you know, win the world. Now I believe firmly in like apologetics and sure. reason, yeah. but we are not going to win the world through our big old brains. Yeah, exactly. You know, our, it, our fancy, our clever arguments. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. Our, our cleverness, you know, our, yeah. our signs and devotion. Yeah what is going to win the world is the cross of Christ. That's right. And, and not and proclaiming the cross of Christ and living yep. a cross marked life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, a great word. And we're going to continue on tomorrow. in First Corinthians two for Jennifer McClish. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.